Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. Yay! Katina, it's your article day. What are we talking about today? So today we're going to be talking about mentoring, but we're not going to be talking about it from the perspective of the mentee or the person who's pers- who's receiving the mentoring. We're going to be talking about it from the perspective of the mentor. Um, sometimes it could be a little tricky to find a mentor, but it's less tricky to decide that you want to mentor someone and to provide mentorship for other people. So we're going to be talking about the positive benefits of mentoring someone else. Sounds good. I mean, it takes people's time to mentor others. And it's very important, obviously, for the mentee to get that experience and that that mentorship. Um, And I think it's always good if there's often if there's benefits, awesome benefits for our mentors that they are not only I mean, obviously, some people just really enjoy helping others. But if there's other benefits too, then it's another incentive to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So, and everyone's busy, but um, I think after we're done, there'll be some compelling cases for taking your time to try to give back. Perfect. Well, before we dive into that article, how are you doing? How's your week been so far? I'm doing good. The week is good. Um, It's been a little busy because uh, there's a lot going on on a bunch of different fronts. I'm so excited that we um, launched our retreat registration yesterday, though. So that's been like the highlight of the week. It really has been. It's been so exciting. I was like in such a good mood when we launched it. Um, Like literally, I was on the phone with my coworkers and she was like, you seem awful chipper today. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like I am chipper. I am I'm the chipper. chipperest chip. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's really cool because, um, I mean, I don't need to tell you, but for people who are listening, we've been working on uh, putting it together and the idea so much and things like that. So it's just like awesome to see it coming together. Yes, it's very exciting. I'm very happy that it's all together and ready and people are starting to sign up. And I know it's a ways out. You know, it's not until April. Um, so it's very exciting to see people signing up even this far ahead. So yeah, hopefully um, it'll keep going this way and we'll have a really awesome, exciting session in April. Yay. Yes, yes. I feel like it'll be really, really awesome really great to meet people in person like I'm so excited about actually connecting with people meeting people Mm -hmm. like that just seems great so I'm really excited about that agreed um yeah the whole thing is just fab awesome anything else going on this week I know you gave a talk earlier this morning right Uh, yeah I gave a talk today um about one of my projects on collective hope and so that was nice it was with the gender and women's studies department at GW so that was fun um and yeah kind of wrapping up some writing today after we're done with uh recording and so yeah it's so hot still down here in DC it's 95 degrees today oh my gosh really Um, I know I know so when I just like uh came home from the train to talk to you I was like trying to walk fast to you know get back in in time to record and all that kind of stuff and um I'm like I was like dying of heat so I hope I hope that ends soon because I don't want it to be cold but like I'm like a little bit over 95 degrees yeah that's fair we actually it's October I feel like we always have like these warm bursts in October but they kind of 
fluctuate between like nice cool weather and then warm and yesterday really felt like fall like I took a walk and I didn't take a sweater or jacket I just had a short sleeve shirt on and Mm. and then I got like once I started walking and like moving I warmed up but at first I was like oh I really should have brought a jacket um we're like no so that was weird I was like wow it's fall and then last night I went to dinner with a friend and before dinner I I get everywhere early for those of you that don't know that about me, I am yes, always early. Yeah. <laughs> so I got there early and I was like sitting outside on the phone with my mom and I started shaking because I was cold. I was wearing long sleeves. Oh my gosh. But I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I mean, of course I get cold easily. It was probably like 65 degrees, but still I was very cold. I, I was like, what? This is, it's fall. So then I had like hot tea and um, <laughs> it made me feel very fallish, which yeah, I guess is appropriate so for October. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I I think fall is the best season there is. So every time I hear about people having fall experiences, I get very excited mm. because I personally very much enjoy the fall. Yes. Well, I'm excited to watch Hocus Pocus. That's like my favorite thing to do in October. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's very true. I always watch that as well. And I hadn't thought about the fact that the time where it's acceptable to watch it is coming. Yeah, I love that movie. It's so good. Um, What have you been doing this week? What have you been what's been fun or what's been going on um well I mean the the retreat launch is a big piece too right you know working on the site yeah. getting that all going as you know which has been busy but like super exciting busy so I feel like I've been maybe working a little more hours than normal but in a very exciting way so I'm very happy yeah. about that um otherwise nothing I mean it's just been kind of busy overall like work's been busy I've had some interesting client conversations um some really positive some a little more challenging yeah um worked at some coffee shops uh met up I actually met up with somebody that maybe is listening um one of our listeners Mm. reached out that's in our my area and we we had a great conversation yesterday over coffee um which was so fun it's like we were talking about with the retreat it's so fun to meet all of you and I hope we do we get to meet you in April you know if if you sign up but obviously in this case it was just kind of a nice little one-on-one conversation and um it was fun it was just fun to meet people and I just love meeting people in person and talking about what we do and talking about wellness and workplace wellness and the research and uh, IO psych and all the nerdy things it was it was awesome that is so so fun yeah I would find that very exciting as well um Yeah, I mean, I guess that's something people don't really know is that like they can, if you're, you know, liking the show and or the website or whatever, like always you can reach out and say hi. Mm -hmm. Um, We like to talk to you. We do. So we like friends. (laughs) We sound pathetic now, but you know, (laughs) please be our friend. That's why we started this. We don't have any other friends. We need to find friends. It's just us against the world. Uh, we don't even care about <laughs> IOSAIC. We're just lonely. <laughs> oh man. Oh gosh. But oh boy. Yeah. So that was that was fun. And um I don't know. Overall, just working, doing my thing. I feel like nothing super crazy is going on, but in a good way. So I'm doing well. That's awesome. Yep. That is awesome. So tell me about this article. I wanna know all about it. Um I feel like I've been doing more mentoring recently. And I've loved yeah. it. So that's kind of fun. And I also have some really awesome mentors. Um, so tell me. Tell me why that's a benefit to them and a benefit to me. 
Absolutely. So this is a meta-analysis. So we've been doing quite a few of those, but the reason that we've been doing them is because they push together data from across a bunch of different studies. So in this case, uh, they looked at data from 18 different studies. Um, and the reason that they looked at a smaller number than some of the other ones that we talk about that have like hundreds is because there just hasn't been that much research done on the benefits to mentors on mentoring. So there's been a lot more done on what's the benefit of receiving mentoring. There's not as much about what's the benefit of giving mentoring, but mm -hmm. still 18 studies is a decent sample size. Yeah. Um, and basically what they show is that different types of mentoring that you provide are associated with different types of outcomes for the mentor. So depending upon what kind of mentoring you provide to your mentee, uh, can sort of predict what the outcomes will be. And uh, we can talk about what those types are and what the outcomes are, but it's good for your wellness and for your performance uh, to provide mentorship overall. Oh, awesome. Did you mention the yes. name of the article? Does that like zoned out? The name, okay. no. The <laughs> name is Career Benefits Associated with Mentoring for Mentors, a Meta-Analysis. A very easy, straightforward title, not like a lot of them that we usually have. Yeah. Um, and it's by Ghosh and Rayo Jr. And it was published in the Journal of Vocational Behavior in 2013. Nice. Okay, perfect. So we got the details in terms of high level, what they talk about, the meta-analysis. I love yes. meta-analyses. Like you said, they're awesome. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're also very, I don't know, maybe this is our bias because we're dorks, but um, I think they're really easy to talk about because there's just a lot of, yeah. like, it's more streamlined. It's not... Um, Definitely. Necessarily these like very detailed, nuanced things. It's like, well, we're looking across yeah. a lot of studies, so it has to be a little bit higher level. So I think it makes yeah. it a little bit easier to grasp and to talk about. Um, Absolutely. So uh, I'm excited. So it sounds like performance is good. Well-being is good, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Tell me more of the details. I want to know that these types of mentorships. Yeah. So generally, the reason that these authors were motivated to do this study is because in the mentoring literature overall, like I said, there's this strong focus on what mentees get out of the relationship and how nice it is to have a mentor. But in order for people to have mentors, um, they have to have someone who's willing to mentor them. And so uh, in order to you know, increase people's motivation to want to provide mentorship, we need to better specify what's linked to it. Um, and a lot of the mentoring literature has talked about purely just the altruistic part of being a mentor. Um, so, which also has some positive benefits, giving back has positive benefits as we've talked about before, but it's not just about altruism. Um, it's also about doing something that will help your career and, um, some practical implications of that, that we can talk about later. But I think that actually also is useful for selling the idea of mentoring being an important activity for your company to do if, um, you are not seeing it as just like half of the equation is getting something out of it, but the other half is losing something or just feels good, but nothing positive is coming uh, from it for them. Um, if you're trying to create a mentoring program in your organization, it could be an easier sell if 100% of the people involved get something out of it um, that's more uh, more concrete uh, than, um, you know, just thinking about it from the mentee perspective. So that's kind of like the motivation for the paper. Mm -hmm. Which is fair. Um, yeah. And generally, uh, the way that they talk about mentors is anyone who has some kind of more advanced experience or knowledge than the person that they're that they are mentoring. And 
that doesn't mean that they need to have more advanced experience or knowledge in every area. So you can mentor somebody because you have more advanced experience or knowledge in a particular domain, but maybe they actually know some stuff that they can mentor you in um, and do some reverse mentoring uh, later on. But it's anyone who has advanced experience or knowledge compared to the mentee who is committed to providing support for the purpose of increasing career outcomes for someone that has less experience or knowledge uh, than that person. Um, And there are lots of different definitions of uh, mentoring, but that's sort of a a combination of, um, of the mentoring literature. So uh, I'll pause there and see if there's any like thoughts that you have. And then we can go into like what the different types of mentoring are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's pretty straightforward. What you described is exactly what I would think of for a mentor and mentee. Um, yeah, you know, generally, like you said, there's the idea of reverse mentorship, right? Where somebody that's maybe a little more junior in terms of career path, but it's still the same concept really. Um, yeah, is the, what's behind it is that person has a skill that somebody else doesn't have. So really what you're doing at all times is you're, you're helping somebody in areas that you have more expertise, more skill, more knowledge, um, versus somebody else so your mentor doesn't have to be someone that's like way ahead in their career um than you it could be somebody even potentially it could be somebody that's like a coworker because they may have very different experience than you and you can see some skills yeah. from them that would be beneficial for you so it doesn't have to be way up yeah and it also can be somebody that is just inspirational or motivational to you um which we'll delve into because that kind of brings us to the different kinds of mentoring. So a, having a comprehensive mentor for people who are thinking about uh, how to find a mentor, thinking about it from the opposite side, you want to try your best to look for someone that can provide you with both career support and what is called psychosocial support. And I'll talk about both of those in detail. And when you're a mentor, you want to think about trying to provide both career support and psychosocial support. So career support is, I think, what most people think of when they think of mentorship, um, which is basically talking about different career options or sorting through career dilemmas. Should I do this or should I do that based on your expertise or your experience in the workforce? What path do you think I should take? Um, Talking through uh, ways to get exposure, Uh, making sure that people are more visible within an organization if it's someone internal, uh, trying to protect people within the organization if it's someone internal, um, helping them determine how they can get more challenging work assignments to grow their skill set. And again, if it's someone in your organization, someone who might nominate you for projects or nominate you for promotions or give you access to information. Um, If it's someone outside your organization, they might give you access to broad information that they only learned when they became a higher level member of an organization um, or things that they've learned over the course of their career. Um, Introducing or networking people to people that will get them ahead. So those are all things that have to do with career mentorship. Um, the idea that they're basically giving you tactical support to get ahead on the job. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I mean, like you said, it's what we think about. It's all about what can this person provide to help you grow in your career? Yes, exactly. Um, and, and it's very, uh, focused on tactical, practical Mm -hmm. things. So it's not, um, when we're talking about dilemmas, it's like, 
you know, how do I advocate for myself to get a better uh, position or how do I position myself to get assigned this stretch project or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very tactical and practical. Outside of that, the second big component of mentoring is in psychosocial support, which basically is the parts of the mentoring relationship that makes people feel more competent, that helps them enhance their feelings of confidence and being effective. And those are things that are more emotional in nature, um, like providing confirmation or verification that someone can do something, uh, being a friend to somebody, listening, um, treating them with respect uh, and positive regard, uh, empathizing with them, um, being transparent and talking about problems that they might be experiencing that are impacting their work, even if it's not a work-related problem, Um, keeping secrets and being someone that they can confide in, Um, and even like interacting socially, uh, spending time talking about who the person is outside of work. Um, So all of those kinds of things uh, that have to do with more of the interpersonal, preparing people to be in the proper mindset to get to their goals is psychosocial support. And ideally you want someone who's going to be able to give you the tactical and practical and the emotional components as a mentor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes a lot of sense because it's one thing to say, okay, well, these are things you can say to position yourself to be put on this project, but then you need, I mean, you need more than that, right? You need the person that's there mm-hmm. when you don't get the project and you feel kind of crappy about it and um you need someone to support you and say like uh, you know it's not your fault or here are some ways you could improve but so obviously still coaching Mm -hmm. them but but giving that you know empathetic support like you don't win them all and whatever that looks like um right right and being able to give advice outside of just work I mean I think that's really important um I feel like the people that I've worked with from a mentorship perspective, like people that I would consider my mentors were always like that. And I I hope that I've been that way as well. You know, talking about what work-life balance can look like is something to consider, Mm -hmm. especially um, if generally speaking, your mentor tends to be more senior. They might be a little bit older. They may have gone through some of the struggles that you've already been through or going through currently um, because they were in a different phase of their life. So, uh, being able to share those and being able, I think the trust piece is huge because you can come to someone mm-hmm. and say you want to be promoted, you want this career path, and they can try to connect you with those in those places. But that's still a trust conversation. Like you don't want that person running around and saying that, oh, you know, Katina is trying to get ahead of everybody else, or you know, make it all, mm-hmm. I don't know, political and weird. Like it is a yeah. very important conversation to keep within the group and not make this a political thing make it a you know a trust relationship I mean it's really about the relationship mentorship is about the relationship so the emotional piece makes a lot of sense that it's important too absolutely um and there there's a third component that's sort of part of in some conceptualizations of mentoring that's sort of part of that psychosocial component, but they had enough data in this particular study to break it out as its own category. Um, And that's role modeling, Mm -hmm. which is basically the idea that not just the person providing support for um, and career guidance for the person that they're mentoring, but also that the mentor is sort of an inspirational figure 
that shows them like values, attitudes, morals, ethical decision making, um, things that are more broad about how to be a good person and a good employee Mm. that kind of sets the tone for them. So it's not just about like, here's support that's emotional, here's support that's practical, but it's also about like, am I as a person, someone that you're trying to learn from and emulate? Mm, Interesting. So do they... talk at all like in that definition of role modeling is it literally like you can see the person because what if they're not in your organization so you don't necessarily see them on the job yeah so they basically say that it's in your interactions with them Mm -hmm. even if you're not watching them at work Mm -hmm. that uh they're displaying attitudes values behaviors integrity that demonstrate that they have a strong sense of professionalism in general got it um so I guess that from the mentoring perspective that would require you if you're not working in the same job to like share stories or examples of things that you are doing on the job that might highlight some of those things or share in personal information about what's important to you what values your whole you hold and how you live out those values as part of what the mentoring relationship would involve mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that makes total sense, right? Because if you're if you're not even able to watch the person on the job, you're still going to be talking about certain career issues or concerns or problems to work through. And a lot of times you'll leverage your own experience. And I think it's important to share your story. Uh, yeah. And that obviously, I think, is where that role modeling can tie in is as you're sharing your story, you're telling the person more about who you are and how you work. Um, yeah. And I think it makes a lot of sense because I keep going back to like examples of people who I see as my mentors and, um, like I want to be them, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like they're like, I want to be, I want to be them when I grow up, um, grant grow up. That sounds silly, but you know, when I get to that level, that's what I want to be like. So sure. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, that role modeling is, is important because why would you take advice from somebody that you don't want to be like, (laughs) right. No, totally. I completely agree with you. Um, Yeah. So for me, I think that that is, uh, you know, an important set of things that mentors should be thinking about providing if you're currently mentoring someone or thinking about mentoring someone, um, you know, providing them the practical support, the emotional support, and then uh, trying to be a person that you think would be a positive role model for them as a, as a human being. Um, those are sort of the three things that um, are recommended domains of mentoring within um, this article. Okay. So those are the three different areas. And then you talked about the outcomes. So as a mentor, I want to give these three things. And if I do that, then what happens? Yes. So they are related to different outcomes uh, for the mentor. Okay. So if you're providing mentoring, well, in general, first of all, people who serve as mentors are more satisfied and committed to their jobs than those who had not mentored. Oh. So compared to people who had not served as a mentor, people are happier and more committed to their jobs when they have served as a mentor. So that's just a general um, outcome associated with being a mentor. So that's good news. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, actually. So it doesn't matter if I'm a mentor within the same organization as somebody else. Like I could just be any mentoring. Yeah. So basically the idea is that you get something out of um, feeling positively about being able to give back to someone else. And uh, it also causes you to like reflect mm-hmm. on your own career and uh, makes you recognize what you have learned and how you have grown. Um, and that causes you to like 
be more grateful for the benefits that you have in your job. Totally. I can totally see that because I feel like whenever, I mean, people come to us for advice on things all the time, Mm -hmm. like, you know, especially career, I get career stuff all the time. Like I'm interested in IO psychology. Like, what does that mean for me? And as I've continued in my career, I feel like more and more when I have those conversations, I'm like, well, one, I'm so lucky to have gone through what I've gone through to be where I am today. But also, two, I feel like I start to realize that I actually have advice to give. And that makes me feel really excited about that. Like, wow, like I have things to share and help people with their careers. So I I can totally see that. It's just like this almost as validation. So it's like, okay, well, what I'm doing is cool because other people are interested. And I actually have learned a lot that I can impart this knowledge because I've I've right. been there. I've been there. I've been through it. I have I have knowledge to share. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the point of um why it would increase your satisfaction and commitment uh through kind of those mechanisms of just feeling like, wow, I'm talking about my career, I'm talking about the moves that I've made, I'm talking about, you know, what I've learned, I'm giving it back to somebody else. And that makes me realize like, oh, I guess I have learned a lot. Or it makes me realize like, wow, you know, there are other people that are looking for uh, the opportunity to be in a position like I'm in. So maybe I should like think about some of the positive aspects of like what it means to be here, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, so um, generally it's positive, but there are differential impacts based on what kind of uh, mentoring you provided. So if you provide career mentoring to someone, you actually perceive yourself as having better job performance and more career success which is interesting. Um, So I think because of that same mentality that you're giving someone else advice about what they should do for their career makes you feel like, well, you know what? I actually have a lot of advice to give. I'm probably pretty good at what I'm doing. And I, and I have an enhanced feeling of myself being successful um, because I recognize that my advice is valuable to somebody else. That makes sense. It seems like it's all along the same lines that. Yep. If I am career focused, and talk about my career and constant and you know realizing how much I have to give that obviously would feel good about it like I said if like we we're just talking about I feel wow like I actually have advice to give so therefore yeah I must rock <laughs> so moving on to the next type of mentoring uh is psychosocial mentoring so this is the kind that provides more of that emotional support to individuals and mm-hmm. what they found with regard to psychosocial mentoring is that it's per, it's related to better job satisfaction, organizational commitment, and career success, but primarily more focused on this organizational commitment job satisfaction. So while providing that kind of career mentoring was associated with like, hey, I perceive that I'm better at my job and I'm more successful, the psychosocial mentoring tends to be associated more with job attitudes like I'm really happy with my job or I'm really committed to my organization so they kind of have different outcomes which is sort of interesting that's that is really interesting and I'm trying to think through like I mean I guess it makes sense because the emotional support piece maybe you're getting something back emotionally which can up your emotional status (laughs) like make you happier (laughs) or something along those lines right so like you're providing some sort of emotional support you're probably getting some sort of emotional support back and therefore you're feeling more satisfied probably generally not just in your job I'm sure it kind of impacts your overall well-being right you know relationships overall make you just happier in your life so maybe that's where that's coming from 
Yeah, I think it might just be what you're saying, like you're building some relationships. And if it's someone in your workplace, you might be like, oh, I'm so glad that I'm forming this bond with this new person. And now I feel better about my job and I feel committed to my organization because I want to stick around and stay friends with this person that I'm building this relationship with. Um, Because it probably does have a different impact on like deepening the bond that you have when you provide more of this like emotional support as opposed to just like practical or tactical support. Um, I think it also could be that if someone's telling you about kind of some of the problems or challenges that they're facing at work and maybe they're like interpersonal problems or maybe there are things that, um, you know, they're facing in terms of challenges with like their boss, let's say, if you're kind of through that portion of your career and you've navigated it and you feel like happy with the people on your team or comparatively you're feeling good about your work situation, you might also like comparatively be thinking about, okay, well, this person has some issues or some problems that I can help them work through. That must mean by comparison, I have it better than that person because I'm helping them to feel good about their job or helping them feel good about their situation as opposed to, uh, you know, the other way around. So that must mean that I'm a happy person who has something good going on because I'm able to help other people to sort of boost their satisfaction. That makes sense. So it seems like having both of these types of mentoring relationships right the career support and the psychosocial leads to different things so you probably want to do both and I know we talked about that earlier like we really want to do both you want to be providing both of those things to your mentees if you're a mentor Um, but it seems like it's not only because they need that but also because it's beneficial to you so you're feeling successful and you're feeling satisfied in your job I feel like all those things are really awesome yeah yeah definitely so I think it's like both of these pieces being tactical, practical, and also emotional and relational help in building a stronger uh, case for being a mentor because you both see yourself as more productive, but you also uh, have the opportunity to enhance your own job attitudes. Um, I think an interesting piece in addition, so like in the beginning, we talked about how the big components of mentoring are this career mentoring and psychosocial mentoring. But then there's also this component of role modeling, which is Mm -hmm. basically less studied, but they included in this study because there was enough for them to take a look at with regard to the existing research. And that's kind of the idea, like we talked about before, that I'm like, you know, somebody that you can look up to. And what they found was that that was linked to both kinds of job satisfaction and perceptions of being a good performer. Um, Yeah. It's the magical one. So the role modeling, like when I am looking at, I I talked about like really looking at my mentors and I'm like, I want to be them when I grow up. And they should then, if they are doing that intentionally, if they're role modeling, then they should also be feeling the positive benefits of that. So like people are feeling, but that's an interesting one because I'm sorry. I'm like thinking through this out loud Um, because when you're role modeling, are you doing it actively or is it just, you're just doing your job and you're awesome. So how does that work or how do you, yeah. think, like, what do you think that, how are they measuring role modeling? Is it just from the conversations? Like, I know we talked about how it's not like necessarily sitting there watching the mentor, right? It's about how they're being professional with you or how they're explaining the situations they've gone through. So they're role modeling, not necessarily in the, visual way it's the way that they're conversing so I guess that's where that comes in because you're like kind of bringing it yeah yeah and most of the mentoring studies use self-report scales Mm 
Mm. Um, so it is maybe something that you're consciously trying to do, like setting a good example for people and trying to make sure that, you know, you're someone that they can look up to. So if you feel kind of like fancy like that, like, oh, I'm doing these things so that someone looks up to me and now I'm like feeling like I'm projecting this image. It could be that you feel like you're projecting an image both of like a person that people want to be and as someone who's successful, Mm -hmm. um, which could kind of enhance both. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it is active since it is a self-reported thing. That makes sense to me. I was like yeah. sitting there thinking through like, you know, the people that I feel are role models may not know that I feel that way about them may not be actively doing that. But if you're sitting there answering questions about those types of behaviors around your mentor, then it is more of an active thing. So that makes sense yeah. to me. I just kind of got well, stuck you should, on that. <laughs> you should tell you should tell them, Patricia, if they're your role model. Well, you should make it known. I do. I do. But that's not to say that they then change their maybe they're more cognizant of their behavior because of that. I don't know. But hmm. they're probably not changing their behavior because I told them that they were awesome that I find them as a role model. Like they're probably not like, Oh, well now I should do something different. No, they're just right. doing what they're doing. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. So I think that that all makes sense. And I think it's also important just to note that each of these, even though they had like they tended more towards one or the other or both, they each had one that was most strongly related. So career mentoring was most strongly related with feeling successful in your career. Psychosocial mentoring was most strongly related with feeling committed to your organization. And role modeling out of the two was most strongly related with perceiving yourself as a high performer on the job. So uh, if role modeling had to go in one of the two directions, it was more leaning towards seeing yourself as a good performer versus seeing yourself as a happy person. Interesting. Okay. So it seems like, I mean, I think that's really fascinating. So it seems like there's really two of those things. So the career stuff and the role modeling are really driving that you feel successful. Yes. Um, And then it's the, so that makes the psychosocial even more important because it has its own unique outcome. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, when we're thinking about this as like a total package, it's important to, as we've been saying, if you're going to serve as a mentor, um, while if you're a mentee and you're only getting career related support, for example, from one uh, person, you might want to look to another person to get psychosocial support just because there's other research that shows that from a mentee perspective, it's good to receive both. But if you're a mentor and you're thinking about how to structure your meetings or the way that you give guidance to someone, I think a lot of times people might think that getting more into personal things would be maybe like unprofessional or inappropriate. And obviously you need to keep it within professional bounds, but it doesn't need to be just conversations about like, let's strategize your next promotion. Um, it can also be like, like I'm having a really difficult time reading this person or I'm having trouble in in a conflict with this person or um, I feel really comfortable working with this other person. How can I align myself so I can get to know them better or things of that nature? So it can be more of this interpersonal problem solving that even has to do with things outside of work. Um, How do I make work-life balance happen? Things like that that are more personal than just, you know, this is the strategy that you need to enact. And so when you're a mentor, don't shy away from those conversations because it helps you to get more benefits yourself um, as well if you're being more comprehensive in your approach. And when you add your own personal examples to get to that role modeling piece, that makes it even better. Yes. Yeah. So it sounds absolutely. like if I want to be the best mentor out there, then I need to 
help my mentee when we sit down and have a conversation we're going to sit down we're going to talk about okay let's talk about your career goals what have you done so far like I'm assuming that we've had multiple conversations right but this is the next one what are let's talk about the goals what movements have you made towards those goals or the tactical things that we need to be addressing what roadblocks are you seeing from that perspective then I would want to ask them how they're doing emotionally maybe don't not say that but like are you feeling stressed are you having any issues with any of your coworkers, something like that to get them to think about and talk about interpersonal problems mm-hmm. and then I want to ensure that throughout both of those things I am providing additionally to just the guidance and the advice I'm giving examples from my own experience to show them how it's done mm-hmm. yes that's correct and that would make um, me the perfect role model that mentor, would make you rather. the perfect <laughs> mentor. You would be mentor extraordinaire. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that also uh, something to keep in mind if you're thinking about being a mentor, if you enjoy mentoring and you already are mentoring people, if you're trying to kind of sell this idea to your friends who might make other me- good mentors or to your company to do this more systematically, thinking about how to structure, like if you're going to do a mentoring training or you're going to talk to other people about mentoring and why they should mentor, to talk about it more in this way and to set people up to expect to have kind of more comprehensive kinds of conversations so that, you know, everybody is on the same page with regard to what's what's important in these relationships, but also that they recognize that if they do this, they're going to get something back from it, which I think a lot of companies or individuals who are thinking about mentoring only think about it as this one-way street. And I think that if you can really talk about that this is something that enhances everybody involved, then more people might be interested in mentoring or more companies might be interested in mentoring programs because they're not just getting a value add for half of the equation. They're getting a value add for everybody involved. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think you're right. I think that organizations need to talk about it differently. Mentoring programs, HR, whoever's running those, you know, schools have mentoring programs, whatever, wherever you're involved in mentoring, the programs should be addressing it um, in the way that you just described. And mentors should be looking to do all three things. But I think if you have a mentor, so if you're a mentee and you have a mentor that you're close with, then maybe there's an opportunity to bring this up if you feel like you're missing something like maybe they're not giving a lot of personal examples right Mm -hmm. and and if you trust them already like why don't you just tell them like hey like I've heard that actually it's really beneficial for both of us if you provide some more personal examples or maybe they're really focused in on the interpersonal stuff and they like forget something from the career side and they spend more time talking about your relationships at work or something like that then you Mm -hmm. can point them to maybe some other conversations or ask questions along those conversations so that you're getting what you need too. I think that that's beneficial from the mentee perspective is you can show this type of research and say, Hey, it's good for you. But also just remembering that you can ask questions to try to move the conversation and into one of these three areas that you're, you're lacking or missing. Yeah. I think that makes total sense. Um, and is really smart because, uh, if you are, you know, On the other side of things, you can also have this conversation, especially if you're already close with someone uh, in this vein, to be like, you know, there's more in it for both of us um, if we have a more complete relationship. And hopefully if they're a good mentor, they'll be open to listening to your feedback. Agreed. Yeah, that would be that would be good. (laughs) Otherwise, you might want to switch mentors because that's not great. If you don't have a mentor you can trust, that's already a problem. So yeah, don't um, do that. Yeah, no, definitely don't. So I think that that's all good advice. Um, is there anything else that you think we need to know from this article or any other takeaways? 
Yeah, I mean, I just think that mentoring programs are so important in organizations and having mentors is so important. So just remember, um, if you're thinking about mentoring someone, there are things in it for you, but also just remember how important um, having mentors was for you. I think a lot of times as people move through their careers, you look back on it and you think about yourself as being this like independent agent that like got everything that they wanted because they worked hard and they were willing to go out of their way and blah, 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 you know, all this kind of stuff. And that could be true. Like you obviously put a lot of energy and effort into getting yourself into the position that you're in, but sometimes it's easy to forget the people that helped you along the way or provided those opportunities or gave you advice and guidance. And you didn't always know all the things that you know right now. And you didn't always have <laughs> the kind of skills that you have right now. So just thinking back to like who helped pave the way for your success might also help you to, you know, open your mind to mentoring and then taking it from a selfish perspective. We've just demonstrated that it helps you in an attitudinal perspective and perceiving yourself as more successful and you become more committed to your organization, et cetera. Um, so there's stuff in it for you, but in terms of being open-minded to the idea in general, it can be good sometimes to look back and remember that you didn't get where you are by yourself. Very true. And I think it kind of harks back to what we were talking about earlier at the very beginning as well around the fact that you don't have to be like a senior level person to mentor either. So mm -hmm. remember that may maybe you're mid-career, maybe you've been in your career for like six years. That seems like, okay, well, I don't, I can't be a mentor. I'm still really early in my career. Well, you're still further along than somebody else. Or yeah. we talked about the fact that it doesn't necessarily have to be tenure based or, um, experience based, right? You might have a skill set that is very specific and unique that you can share with other people. And I think it's really important to understand that you can be a mentor at all sorts of stages in your career. So to be open minded to that as well, and not to be scared or shy that you may not have anything to contribute. If somebody is coming to you and interested in having you as a mentor, then clearly they think that you're doing something right. And you will see yourself as more successful if you actually participate. So do it. Yeah, totally. Um, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think that that's all really important. And uh, you can reverse mentor. You can mentor someone even if you're, uh, you know, not as experienced, someone who's less experienced than you. So um, in any event, yes. So get out there, uh, mentor somebody, decide, make a commitment to mentoring someone and it'll benefit you and it'll benefit the other person. And that's a real win-win. Yes. And then tell us all about it. We want to hear your stories. So please send us a note. Tell us about your mentoring experiences in the past. Or, you know, if you are inspired to mentor from this episode, then please reach back out and let us know how it went or what your strategies are. We're really curious to hear. So let us know. You can email us at workerbeing at gmail.com. You can find us on social media at WorkerBeing on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And of course, you can find us on our website, WorkerBeing.com. Thanks for listening. The WorkerBeing podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabara and Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. Oh.